The Game Awards will be significantly shorter this year due to audience feedback. Plus, the Callisto Protocol has a really interesting terms of service, but I look at it as an innocent mix-up. Tonight is December 4th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say uh, even if... Gonna... <laughs> okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwell. That is right. SSJ100 Matt. Not afraid of the state of Ohio. Or any states. Or the word the. I will say the word the whenever I want. And no buck tooth or buck nose or whatever they are is going to stop me as my as my, my Georgia Bulldogs go for a repeat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to not a sports version, not a sports edition. Pod culture, please come back. Uh, not a sports edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. For joining us live here uh, on Twitch, thank you so much. Welcome. We do tape this show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Uh, and that is where I try to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. But I do understand this is a podcast. You can't be here live. I understand that the podcast is... Uh, is a little bit behind. Uh, I actually just finished editing last week's podcast, and I'll put it up after I record this one. This one should be up before I leave for a while. So, uh, I apologize that it's ba- uh back ordered or uh and and not available as quickly as I'd like. Um, I am going through a lot of probate stuff. So, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm dealing with being an executor of an estate, and a lot of probate stuff happened this week. Uh, and it really took a lot of my free time. But anyway, uh, we, we have a Discord server. If you want to be a part of the Discord server, I know, I know. You don't want to join yet another social media thing. Totally get it. But if you already have Discord and want to add another low-population low, low server that doesn't have that much going on, we don't ping you or anything, vognetwork.com slash Discord is where you can go. Uh, and you can keep in touch with us and all the shows here at the Voice of Geeks Network. Um so, uh, so yeah, uh, that's where we are, and uh, I am going to be gone for the next two weeks, so this is going to be it for a bit. Uh, for me, I am going on a much-needed vacation, which is why all the probate stuff happened this week, uh, as we're trying to get as much done before I, I leave for a bit. So I will not be here until Christmas night. So uh, Christmas night is, uh, uh, is, so December 25th, it's a Sunday this year. Uh, I will still be here doing a show on Christmas night. I do all my family stuff on Christmas Eve, which is the 24th, which means in 2023, we will not have a show on that night because I'm not going to do a show on Christmas Eve. But Christmas night, I will I will be here to uh, discuss all anything that happened over the last three weeks. So it's going to be a two-week hiatus. I apologize for that. I don't like taking that much time off, but I also like not having to worry about this for a bit. So uh, I will absolutely enjoy my break. Thank you so much, Questbuster, for for saying that. Uh, and uh, uh, 
and uh, I will uh, I, I will kind of think about y'all a little bit. I won't think about work, but I'll think about y'all because I like y'all and stuff. So uh, so yeah, uh, and and you know, people in chat, I, I do love the people in chat are talking all about college of football uh, and uh, and uh, Miami of uh, my scared of Miami of Ohio, which is another college, which is Miami, but it's in Ohio, and they have to call themselves Miami of Ohio because they they're differentiating themselves from Miami and Florida. And I'm not scared of them either, but we don't have to play them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let us, uh, one thing I will mention really quick at the top, I do not know what I am going to be doing at this event, but I should mention really quick that Awesome Games Done Quick 2023 online is happening the second week of January. Uh, and uh, it is going to benefit the Prevent Cancer Foundation. I have been fortunate and lucky enough to be a part of uh, the Games Done Quick marathons, the mainline GDQs for, for several years now, since the summer of 2020, really. Uh, and I am thrilled and honored to have been selected to be a host again this year. Uh, what, during my break, I will find out what I'm actually doing. I checked right before I went on the air. They had not filled out the host schedule yet. Uh, but I will be reading donations at some point during uh, Awesome Games Done Quick. Uh, during certain games, about, I think, like, I'll have, like, six hours total out of the entire week-long marathon. I don't know when those six hours are going to be. Usually they're in two spots, so I'll have, like, a three-hour block and a three-hour block. Don't know what they're going to be. And um, and uh, I will uh, let you know on the 25th, or you can watch on uh, social medias or on our Discord uh, I will make sure to let people know when those are up, uh, and you can uh, and you can donate. So I w- and I will say that if you do want to donate during my blocks, I'm going to give you a little bit of tip. We're going to go go into some inside baseball. Are you ready? And inside baseball, not in terms of of sports, but just like here, here's a peek behind the curtain. So here's how it works. So when a runner is doing a speed run at Games Done Quick, they are they can have their community have a hashtag uh, that they would put in their donation and that way uh we know that it is part of the community and we try to uh sprinkle those in read donations from the community for the runners because a lot of times it's it's friends of the runners and they like the support and all that stuff uh and we sprinkle in others too so it's not a guarantee and it's not that those donations are going to get read before others but uh i've always been uh i've always kind of told them well i have my own hashtag uh, and so I've told the donation screeners because it actually every donation that gets, goes into Games Done Quick actually gets read by two people before the host at the desk even sees it. Uh, and so I can tell them a hashtag of my community and they're like, well, don't prioritize your community because it's not about you, which I get. I totally get. So if you donate during Games Done Quick and you want a higher chance of your donation getting read, not a guarantee, you can use the hashtag Vogue Network when you donate. I will say... I cannot self-promote while on that stream. I can say my name and that's it. So do not mention, really don't even mention me as much. Uh, don't mention the pod, this podcast. Don't mention this network. The hashtag will not be read on the air. So Vogue Network will not be read on the air. That's just kind of an indicator to us that it's something uh, that, that should be sent up. Uh, so don't, I cannot self-promote even if I'm self-promoting in your voice. So, uh, if you donate, here's the trick. And this this actually goes for all of Games Done Quick. Uh, so if I'm not hosting and you want your your donation most likely to be read on the air, you ready for this? You ready for this? You ready for this? You ready for this? Here, here's the secret sauce. If your donation message can somehow reference the current run, 
and reference an incentive that needs to be met either in the current run or an immediate next run or the next run. Basically, listen for whatever the host is pushing. Because we will always be pushing an incentive either for our current run, if there's like a, a goal we're trying to meet before a specific thing that happens in the game or something by the end of the game so we can have a little bonus content. Or if we're push if they're really pushing for a future game, either a bonus game to be met or uh, an a, a incentive to get something in the very next game and they're trying to push for it, reference both of those in your donation message. And it is very likely to get sent up no matter who is on the donation desk, no matter who is hosting, no matter what the run is. So reference the run and even the runner that is currently on right now and somehow work in whatever donation incentive is currently being pushed and your name will get read on the air. Rob Roberts says, I made an in-joke or whatever about Mr. Smush, which is Rob's cat, and it got zonked before getting to Bobby. It's okay, though. It's about the charity. It is. And your donation not getting rid on the air does not mean that the money does not go to charity. So you can absolutely donate if you want uh, without putting in a comment, and it won't be read on the air or anything like that. So, uh, But but that's the secret sauce, and that's what we're looking for. And if I see a donation comment from anybody that references those things— I, I am most likely going to read it, and so will the other uh, 20-something hosts. So there's a little bit of inside tip for Games Done Quick uh, that's going to be take, go, taking place the second week of January online. They're not doing it in person. Uh, we talked a couple months ago back about why they're not doing it in person, but uh, they're doing it, and it's going to be... Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, they're 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 they've got these online things down to a science at this point. Uh, so so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're already uh, getting together backstage and doing some things. As Jeremy Matt says, haikus are also usually acceptable. So it's interesting. Yes, haikus are usually acceptable. There is a big push to get limericks more on on GDQ, and they're a little bit harder uh, because it's harder to make a limerick. You know, because there was there was once a man from Nantucket. It's, it's that type of uh cadence i love those too but yes there there was a big haiku train going for a while and then that just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling uh and, and we're trying to make haikus a thing um you, you'll actually listen to the event and you'll find certain memes that get created during the event that keep on going uh i think like uh there were there were there were a couple that were the J. Jonah Ma- Jameson meaning- memes where everybody was talking, you know, trying to work in, trying, you know, I need to see more pictures of Spider-Man and trying to get the host to, to yell it in different situations. Uh, so so you'll find things like that uh, that crop up. So there, there's ways to, to hack the system. Uh, but uh, pr- self-promoting the host or promoting the host and talking about the host is an easy way to not get, not get read. Um, Dark to see says, how about dad jokes? I remember some runners got a bunch during there. So what you can also listen for is the runner will say, I want to hear such and such. And so you will hear bad puns. Uh, the Metroid dread runner loved dad jokes. And so everybody sent in dad jokes. Um, and you, so you will find that, or you will find that they will say, Hey, everybody donate and tell me, you know, what, what your favorite Disney movie is. If they're running a Disney game like DuckTales or, or magical illusion castle and stuff. Um, or Kingdom Hearts also. Uh, so you'll hear prompts like that. And if you donate with that, it is more likely to get read. But if, but then also realize that we're getting a ton. So, uh, I can't, you can't read them all. Not every host can read them all. I personally 
you know, trying to not have an ego. I can zip through a bunch of those, and I have uh, zipped through a bunch of those because I see that there's like five or six, and they're all short donations saying, my favorite is this. And so I can just run through so-and-so donated $25 and said that theirs is this. And so, you know, and I can run through. Not every host can do that. Not every host has that kind of cadence, and that's one of the great things about the fact that they have 22 main hosts and five more backups is that everybody has their own style. Not everybody speaks as quick as I do. Uh, there are some people that are more deliberate. There are some people that have a c- completely slower cadence, and that's fine. Uh, so just keep that in mind as well. Uh, don't write novels. Don't write novels. Don't write something that's going to take us longer than 15 seconds to read, which is not a lot of time. Some of us can get through a lot more in 15 seconds than others. But really, if you're going to write a novel that takes like half a minute to read, you're probably not going to get read be- unless you're donating $10,000 and you're a sponsor like the Yeti or something. Uh, you're not going to get read because that takes away time from getting other people. So, so yeah. So, uh, that's my spiel on Games Done Quick. I am, I am thrilled and honored to be a part of it again. Uh, and uh, I, I hope uh, I hope that uh, that you enjoy it as well. There's a lot of good stuff. The schedule is already out. You can see what's out there. Uh, and eventually the names of the uh, next to the hosts, which have these little uh, microphone icons, eventually those will be filled in and you'll be able to see where I'm going to be and maybe when uh, other hosts that you like are going to be. So let's talk about something that's going to happen earlier. Let's talk about the Game Awards. Now, I'm actually not going to be here for the Game Awards. I'm not going to be able to watch it live. Uh, I am not going to be able to react to it live. Uh, I will be able to see it. I, I will probably watch it from, from my hotel room where I'm going um, and use the hotel internet to try to watch it on YouTube after the fact. But I'm not going to be able to watch it. And so we are also here at Vogue. We're not co-streaming it like we usually do. Both myself and Rob have... Uh, Rob also has another engagement. Uh, so we're not going to be uh, uh, co- co-streaming it, which means that we basically sit and give our opinion. We basically MST3K it. Except we're a lot more respectful of it because... Uh, we're positive about the game industry, and there's going to be a lot of great stuff uh, go- t- happening at it. And so we kind of talk about what we're uh, what we're excited about and things like that. But it's going to be shorter because, man, it was a long show last time. Uh, we were here, and we were like, "Is this over yet?" Oh my gosh, it's continuing going. Well, guess what? We were not the only ones that were like, "Man, I wish this was shorter." Other people felt so too. So. Video Games Chronicle reports that the Game Awards creator Jeff Keighley has said that the upcoming show will be significantly shorter than last year's show due to feedback from viewers. Viewers like you, viewers like me. The Game Awards 2022 will be on Thursday, December 8th, so that's this Thursday. And head of the event, Keeley hosted one of his regular Twitter Spaces audio streams where he revealed some details about the upcoming show. He said, quote, one thing we're doing this year is we're trying to make the show a little bit shorter. I won't say anything officially until we're through our rehearsals, but I think, but we think it's going to be a significantly shorter show this year, unquote. So uh, explaining the decision to short the runtime, he said, quote, we think there's been a little bit of fatigue about how long the show has been. There are lots of games and lots of things that want to be a part of it, but we're cutting back on those things to hopefully have a bit more of a streamlined show, unquote. And uh, there will also be fewer big games as part of the show. He says, quote, we have definitely cut back pretty significantly in terms of the runtime in the show and just kind of just, you know, kind of fewer games, fewer, bigger games that will be in there, unquote. Uh, so this comes a day after Keeley said that he, quote, hasn't felt this good about the show in a while. 
uh, unquote, and he said that during a Reddit AMA, which is a Ask Me Anything if you don't know what an AMA stands for. Uh, Reddit AMAs, if you're not in the Reddit culture, is somebody can make a post on Reddit and say, hey, I'm Jeff Keeley, creator of the Game Awards, blah, 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 AMA, which is Ask Me Anything. And then they spend a couple hours going through the comments of people asking questions and then replying to those questions. And it's not just famous speakers that are in there in that subreddit. There can be people like, I just went through probate court, AMA, you know, stuff like that, uh, where people can just talk to ordinary people that have done something that's a little unique and maybe ask them questions about it. He also claimed that the show would feature 30 to 40 games showing new content and a fair number of new game announcements. Um, so the pre-show uh, hosted 13. So there was a pre-show uh, that was uh, 45 minutes long that hosted game review uh, reveals and new trailers for games, as well as some awards. Uh, and the main show had 43 in 2021. So uh, they're only going to have 30 to 40 games total. And they had uh, 56 last time around. So they're almost cutting it in half. And I remember on Discord that was said, well, you know, they're going to cut out all the performances and stuff so they can have more game reveals. No, they're literally cutting the game reveals in half. Like, that's literally what this says. Uh, They they are not going to show as many games. Uh, They're going to have the show being shorter. And... Uh, I, I understand that, uh, because people have fatigue and he says that the pre-show is going to be rebranded as the opening act, uh, and it will still feature some huge announcements, but not as many as the last pre-show did. So here's the thing about the game awards and it's going to be in person. They were selling tickets. People are going to be there in person. That's not invite only like it was last year. The game awards is an advertisement. And I, I know, I know it's called the game awards. But it's an advertisement. And the reason we have the Game Awards is because all those advertisers pay for slots. So all those game premieres was paid for by the publisher. And that is why we have the game that we have the awards. It is just like in television. Uh, television networks do not exist to provide solely to provide you content you want to watch. Television networks exist to sell your attention to advertisers. The way they get you to be there to pay attention is by giving you compelling content. So that is a side effect, but that is not why they are there. By doing a shorter show, he doesn't need as much money, which means he doesn't need 56 game reveals, 56 different publishers, or maybe the same publisher, but 56 different things that have games to be shown. If he does, it's, uh, has less time, he doesn't have to rent the, the trucks for as long and the bandwidth. And, you know, there's a lot in television production that I don't know off the top of my head. But I know that there's a lot of that going on in union labor for the people that are working on the stage and all that stuff uh, and, and actually making the production go. Having it shorter means it's cheaper, which means they don't have to have as many game reveals. And Monkey 11 says, gamers ruin everyone, just ignore it. It's once a year, so who cares if it runs long? People just consume media ex- uh, today, they experience it. The thing about it running long is the people who care about it running long are the people paying the bills. Because those overage charges, because they are using a lot of technology that is used in broadcast television to put on the Game Awards. This isn't just a, a Twitch stream that you just hit OK and go. They're using broadcast television 
trucks and production equipment and production people and directors and all that stuff. And so they do care if it's running long. Uh, probably the people were like, yay, I get overtime. And then the Game Awards doesn't want to pay overtime. So they're trying to make, I think they're trying to cut costs just a little bit. And as Sharon and Matt says, the Game Awards have a lot of sponsors now compared to previous years when Jeff was putting up the money himself. Realize that and there are also commercial breaks, which are also sponsors, but they're not actually part of the Game Awards. So there, there's a lot going on uh, there. But this is why we're able to have the awards. And while I know that we all would love it to be focused on the awards, that doesn't make the money. And as we learned over the past couple of weeks, there are people that don't even like the awards portion. They were like, I don't care. Show, show me the new Call of Duty is really what they're saying. S. Jared Matt says, Jeff has to walk a fine line. He has to satisfy a lot of people, whether it's uh, sponsors or people's expectations. Folks got to meet Jeff halfway and temper expectations. Uh, and I, I don't know actually how to say this name, so I'm going to try to read uh, the numbers as if I was uh, on the internet a long time ago. I can't see, except it was a four and a seven. Uh, I can't see. Hi, welcome. I saw that they were a first time, so welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I can't see asks, if he wants to do a game reveal event, why not just have a winter game fest but make it smaller like the summer event? Um, I, the summer game fest is actually the game awards without the awards, and that's what I always called it. Um, and why doesn't he do this? He, Jeff Keeley loves the industry. Uh, and, and having watched him and having met him before, I, I was fortunate enough to meet him at an E3 in like the early 2010s when I was still with All Games Radio and All Games Network because he knew Scott Rubin. Uh, he loves this industry and he would love for this industry to be taken more seriously. Uh, he has written several novels or not novels, but uh, books about and, and big, huge uh, writings about like the final days of a development of something. Uh, and goes really in depth and and treats it with respect and and that he the respect that he believes it should have. And he saw all these other award shows like Gforia from G Four, uh, and you know uh, the the MTV Game Awards or the 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 Spike TV stuff. And he's like, this is not helping the industry be respected. I really want games to have their Oscars. And so that's why he started the Game Awards before he did the Summer Game Fest. And he's like, I want this, but I need money to do it. And Jeff Keighley put up his own money in the beginning to do it. Uh, but the revenue stream is all these game reveals, which is why Jeff wants an award show, but he can't do it without the help of the industry and the money from the industry. And that's where the game reveals come in. Uh, so... The reason he doesn't drop the awards and do a Winter Game Fest is he wants the awards to be around. And he wants the awards to be something that eventually get respected like the Oscars are in the industry. That is a keyword in the industry. So like the Oscars are respected in the industry, like the Grammys are respected in the industry. Now, you as a viewer and as a consumer probably... And, and some of you could not care less, which is the correct way to say that, by the way, could not care less about if something won an award or not. And this is the thing about that. It's not about you. 
it's it's being broadcast to you, but it's not about you. Do you know who does care if somebody was nominated for an Oscar? Other cast hiring people, other hiring managers in the industry. Do you know who does care if what you wrote, uh, the music you wrote, won Best Soundtrack at the Game Awards? You might not care who won Best Soundtrack, but I guarantee you other game developers are more likely to hire a game devel- uh, a, a music composer who has won awards over someone who hasn't. So it is very big and very influential inside the industry. They just happen to broadcast it to everybody so you get to see it. So that and that is also analogous to like the Oscars, the Tonys, the Grammys, the Emmys and the, the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards and all these where you're probably saying, who cares? Who cares about this? Why do why do people care about this? The people in the industry care. And it can be life changing to be nominated and, and especially to win an award at one of those places. And Jeff wants the game awards to be the equivalent of that for the gaming industry. S. Jaron Amat says, Jeff didn't start the Game Awards to make money. It's for the advancement of the industry. If the industry succeeds, the more the industry will evolve and be funded. But the industry needs to be acceptable in the mainstream, and this silly award show helps. Uh, and, and, and I agree. And I, I am very looking forward to seeing how he does this and what he does. I think cutting back the time will make it seem less like it is the overt advertisement that it actually is. Because appearances are everything. Uh, but... Uh, I, I, I really want him to succeed. I like Jeff. Uh, I have only interacted with him very, very little, so it's not like I know him personally. He was very nice, very supportive uh, when we met. Uh, no, he does not remember that I exist. He doesn't know I exist. That's totally fine. But, uh, but I, I do believe he's doing this out of a love for the industry. And he wants to do it right, but he also wants to satisfy the other people because he cannot do it alone. And Dark to see you says, don't forget, you do occasionally get memorable speeches at TGAs, at the Game Awards. And, and, and yeah, no, he wants those moments. He wants those, those viral moments of, you know, saying, uh, you know, saying the Oscars and, uh, and stuff. Uh, he is bringing uh, people that were very influential in my childhood, uh, that, which were uh, Ken and Roberta Williams. They're going to be presenting an award. To be fair, they are also putting out a game, in, a VR game. Ken is really what Roberta's kind of there, but Ken is Ken is back making a VR game because he got bored during the pandemic when he couldn't travel around the world on his yacht. Uh, so that is actually what they're there for. They're pr- promoting that game, which is going to be a game that's on the MetaQuest too. Uh, but but yeah, but bringing them in and and you know celebrating the game industry is really what what he wants uh, to do. And if he can do that with viral moments. Uh, then, then he's willing to do that. So, I support what the Game Awards are trying to do. I wish I was here to co-stream it. Uh, when we co-stream it, we actually take a positive take on it. Uh, what what he does with this and what he does with the Summer Games Fest, it doesn't suck. Uh, it's very difficult to do something like this. Nobody's ever going to do it right. Jeff is not going to do it right. There's going to be things that may go wrong. There's going to be things that we're going to be like, you know, I wouldn't have done it that way, and I don't think that's the right thing. But everybody has different tastes, so you cannot please everybody. This show that I do right now does not please everybody. I had somebody tell me uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah, I listened to your show. You really need a co-host. And I'm like, I I know. 
but I'm not going to have a co-host. I've been doing this for 832 weeks, which is almost 18 years, 17 and a half years now. And uh, I don't like being interrupted. So that's why I do this right now. So, uh, so yeah. So the Game Awards is this Thursday, December 8th. Uh, and uh, if you don't want to watch it live, that's fine. All the good trailers are going to be out on YouTube immediately. They'll just put them up immediately. As Sheridan Matt says, the moments with Reggie fils Major Nelson, and Jack Tretton was a massive undertaking. I didn't think it was Major Nelson. I think it was it was the CEOs. And so I think it was um, whoever was in charge of Xbox at the time. Uh, but the CEOs of Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft all came out together on stage and said, uh, stop being mean, is essentially what they said. Um, and, and that was pretty powerful. Uh, now, having that again would be great. But uh, you can't you can't do that all the time because then it seems like oh it's patronizing and they're just you know they're doing it and going through the motions. So I I, I completely get that. But getting that to be, is a huge undertaking and it blew people's minds because yes, business is a cutthroat thing to be in. You cannot run a successful company that makes a lot of money without being a little bit of an asshole. I like my little bleep button, so I wanted to use it there. Um, and so, yeah, we see Reggie, uh, Reggie fils when he was the CEO of Nintendo of America, we see him as like this happy, jolly guy and stuff. He was pretty cutthroat, I'm pretty sure. He was pretty ruthless when he had to be. And that's the mark of a, a hallmark of a good, uh, somebody, a successful executive, which is why you can't trust any CEO. But uh, so having them do that where, yes, they're cordial and, and friendly, uh, they really are trying to take each other down. Spoiler alert. Anyway, that's the Game Awards. Let's talk about something else real quick. Uh, because I saw this, and uh, thankfully, this, n- none, of the, none of the real big websites really ran with this. And it's a good thing, too, because I think this is a little bit of a under- uh, misunderstanding. I'm going to talk about Callisto Protocol, a game I normally would not have spoken about at all. It's got a lot of issues right now uh, on PC. It's, a new, it's by the Dead Space, uh, some of the Dead Space creators. Uh, broken off, did their own game. So this is a spiritual successor to Dead Space. It came out this week, uh, and uh, it, it needs a little bit of work on the PC side, uh, but uh, but uh, I'm sure that it'll get patched over the next few months. So uh, if you're playing on PC, at least, uh, don't bother with it right now. Wait a couple months for them to get the patch out. But anyway, there was a very interesting things uh, about this. It is a single-player title. Like I said, it's like Dead Space. As Jeremiah says, it's one of those nope, 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 scary nope game. Yes, it is. It is exactly like that. Uh, and, and they do the interesting... The, now, the neat thing they do, the interesting thing in terms of, like, a user interface type of thing is instead of having a HUD on the screen, uh, spoiler alert, this doctor, like, puts something in the back of the dude's... of your neck, and it happens to be your health bar. So, like, the back of your neck, because it's a third-person game... The back of your neck actually has your health bar on it, instead of actually putting your health bar up on the screen. It's kind of that. I was like, okay, that's that's clever. Anyway, the publisher for this is PUBG. Yes, the the people that made Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which Player Unknown's no longer there, so they shortened it to PUBG, and that's all anybody call, talks about. And yeah, so they're the publisher. The only game they've ever put out so far is PUBG, which is a battle royale type of game. So come to a bunch of people's surprise that the uh, Code of Conduct came out for uh, for th- for this. 
and uh, it was kind of interesting. So in the code of con- uh, rules of conduct for this single-player game, for this single-player game, might I remind you, is, is this. Do not exploit vulnerabilities in the game, such as bugs and glitches. And it says, quote, users exploiting errors and bugs found while playing the game will be liable for serious penalties. We reserve the right to take action against those who take unfair advantage through official procedures and all acquired. Or, th- there's actually parts cut off. I'm actually like th- they zoomed in on this. But essentially, it says, do not exploit vulnerabilities in the game. And as an aside, pod culture said, dang, name it didn't get the Twitch alert that I was on. Uh, don't worry. I mentioned sports four times while you were gone. And I'm like, well, that's why pod culture is not here. So I completely understand why you weren't here. Anyway, Questbuster says, if I recall correctly, Callisto's protocol was supposed to be part of PUBG's universe before taking uh, taking place centuries after the events there. So I don't know about that yet. But here's the other thing that was in the rules of conduct, which was uh, very interesting. Now, remember, single player game, right? Single player game. Do not play the game abnormally. If any abnormal gameplay patterns are detected, such as gameplay that goes against the intentions of how our game is meant to be played, measures could be taken against the account that performs such actions in order to create a fair gameplay environment. Once again, this is a single-player game with no multiplayer component, and you have to agree to these rules of conduct to play the Callisto Protocol. So you're probably wondering what's going on here. And people have been like, you know, well, this means you can't speed run the game anymore. You can't do any of that anymore. Uh, You have to play the game or you're going to get your account banned or something like that. So at my day job, I don't talk about my day job a lot. Well, we have certain values at the company. And one of the one of the values that we have in my company is called Assume Noble Intent. And uh, because we are a, a professional service company, which basically means consulting, we have clients that we build uh, build software for, uh, and clients can be in the software world. Clients can be a little bit difficult to deal with. Uh, so we assume noble intent because they are coming from a noble intent place. They're just, it's coming across wrong. So if we go in assuming noble intent, we can kind of smooth over that interaction with the client. And basically because we're, we're on the same team. So I like assuming noble intent in instances like this. And here's what I actually think is happening. You see, those rules of service I showed you are verbatim, word for word, part of PUBG. And you know what? In PUBG, which is an online only multiplayer game, those kind of make sense. They absolutely make sense to me in, in, in the sense of doing it for PUBG. So what I actually think happened is this is the next game that that PUBG creator has published. And they were like, well, we already have, you know, our legal documents. Copy, paste. I think that's what it is. I think that all that happened is they copied verbatim the PUBG terms of service and rules of conduct and all that and just put them right in Callisto Protocol and never actually looked to see if they made sense. For a single player game. I don't know that for sure, but if I assume noble intent with PUBG uh, and the publishers of this game, that's where I come to. 
And so I don't think these matter, to be fair. Um, because, you know, do not exploit vulnerabilities in the game and do not play abnormally. Uh, that explains speedrunning. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I can understand them not wanting you to speedrun PUBG. It would be very difficult to do that. But a single-player game, this would basically prohibit that because you would be using bugs and glitches and doing things that the game does not want you to do. Uh, you know, you could think about these rules of conduct that, uh, you know, what this is, is saying, you know, like, no, if they want you to go down that corridor... You go down that corridor. You know, you can't just go over and explore over here because they really want you to go down this corridor. And the rules of rules of conduct here uh, say, you know, do not play the game abnormally. So, so, um, so, so I don't really think we need to worry too much about the rules of conduct, which is why I'm also glad that like the big media sites didn't pick up on this viral thread. It got shared with me. Uh, and people are like, you know, oh, look, look, they hate gamers. They hate gamers. No. And also remember, this is not the terms of service. To be fair, like this is literally the rules of conduct. This is not the terms of service and the privacy policy. Those are separate. So these are just rules on how you act online. Well, there's no online in this game, so who cares? And Paleonimea says, never assume malice when incompetence can explain it. And Questbuster says, as an aside, Crafton, the publisher for Callisto Protocol, is also the parent company of Blue Hole, where the PUBG studio is. And uh, also, as Jared Matt says, Control-C, Control-V is everyone's best friend. There, there, now, there's actually a better Control-V, and it's, it depends on the program. Sometimes it's like Control-Shift-V or whatever, but that pace without formatting, which is very useful for some certain things. But really, yes, Control-C, Control-V. Chewy240 says, Noble Intent would be a good da- gamer tag. I assume it would be. Yeah, I saw what I did there. I had to get my little notes out to say which sound effect was which. So, don't worry about this if you play Callisto Protocol. Instead, worry about all the bugs and if it's going to be able to run well on your machine. Even if you have a 4090, turn RTX off. Like, that's, that's what I learned. If Even if you have a 4090, turn RTX off. Uh, it'll run a lot smoother. ZenMonkey11 says, lots of broken games coming now, out now and no patches. I have two games I can't play, Cobra Kai 2 and Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Broke as a joke. I'm sorry to hear that, and I hope, uh, yeah, I miss. I do miss the days when a game came out and you couldn't patch it, uh, and so it had to be right the first time. Uh, and if there was a game breaking bug, they had to issue like brand new cartridges, and so that's when you would get your revision one, your revision two, and you wouldn't know which cartridge you actually had. Um, unfortunately, those days are over, and instead, uh. That that's the good thing about having reviews uh, from regular people, not necessarily from like IGNs and stuff like that, or, or you know, but reviews from other people. Uh, I watched streamers play Callisto Protocol, and I saw how much problems they had getting it to work, and that was the best review I could see. Uh, I wasn't going to play it anyway, but uh, that was the best review I could see. And um, yeah. It, Sometimes we don't feel like waiting a year and a half like Cyberpunk 2077 for them to get their act together. Uh, but I also understand that uh, the people that actually finance the thing and the investors, they, they have their own timetables and they don't care if the game's ready or not. They just want money. 
Questbuster says, I was going to pick up Callisto Protocol until I saw the stream footage of the gameplay and was like, eh, not because of the performance issues, just the combat alone turned me off. Yes, it's very much a, um, it's it's a dodge and then flutter and then dodge and flutter, flutter attacks and things like that. Uh, it didn't grab me either, um, but it also looked pretty unforgiving. Uh, but it wasn't my type of game anyway. Anyway, speaking of things that uh, aren't my type, this actually is my type. I'm going to take a quick music break, and then if somebody wants to call in, uh, remember, I won't be here for the next two weeks. So this is going to be it. Uh, head on over to our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Head into the Green Room voice chat channel, and maybe we can talk for just a little bit. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show. You're in the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. <laughs> Hey, this is Bill from Nintendo Switchcraft, and you, you can tell that I'm participating with the Bobby Blackwolf Show because I got his microphone. Actually, I actually had to change the video on that bumper because uh, he's not on Twitch anymore, but that was Run Jump Stomp. He actually does a cast about uh, the Steam Deck. That's what he does now. He did a Stadia uh, podcast for a long time. Um, <clears throat> Stadia closing down. I finally am going to be getting my refund in like two weeks for my hardware that I bought. Uh, but now he's doing a lot of stuff on the Steam Deck, and so uh, he's over at Run Jump Stomp. Over on YouTube, I got to meet him at Dragon Con for the first time in person, but he actually was a longtime listener. Back uh, before he started podcasting, he was a listener here over uh, at where we were before of both myself and Orange Sound Radio. So if you want to leave a bumper, you do not have to be uh, a podcaster. Uh, you can uh, just be yourself and just send me either an MP3 of just your voice or a video file with just you. I will choose what DMCA violation I want to attempt behind it uh, about coming back to the Bobby Blackwell show. So, so yes. So there, there's, uh, there's that. Thank you so much for that. Um, Tiger Claw does bring up that there was a new Super Mario Brothers movie trailer this this week. Uh, there are a lot of references in it. Uh, so uh, it, I think the animation looks really good. Like, the kudos to the animation team. I kind of hope they're not crunching all that much in terms of work-life balance, but uh, I know it's not the case um, because it's the animation industry. I don't know how DreamWorks handles their uh, animators, but uh, it's not very good around the industry, so I hope that they're uh, thoroughly compensated uh, for their work because the animation really does look really good in it. Uh, so there's that. Uh, another thing that I didn't put in the show role that I did want to mention is, you know, we can pour one out uh, for Fuser, from uh, from Harmonix, uh, that uh, har- they're going to be disabling uh, Fuser. So Fuser was Harmonix's. It was the video game version of Drop Mix, which was their board game attempt, where basically you have songs and you can remix them together and you play them together. You can play like the bass line from this song against the drum track and the vote of this song and stuff like that. And you're basically DJing a big party. And... Uh, on December 19th, they're going to be disabling Fuser's live services and all sales of the game, uh, as well as DLC. Players who already own Fuser will still be able to play the campaign in quick play with any DLC they have already acquired. So the reason that they are doing this most likely is because it's music licenses, and music licenses do not exist through perpetuity. Not for a game like anything Harmonix does. Um, they can only sell them for a, long, a certain amount of time. Uh, we never really dealt with this before, before digital uh, distribution, because they weren't selling them. Uh, they would produce all the discs and sell them to retail, and then that was it. Now, those discs stayed in circulation in used form, 
but that was fine because the publisher was no longer selling those games. Now with digital distribution, the publisher is continually selling the games. They're selling new copies of the game, which is all digital purchases are new copies uh, right now. And uh, they, they can't do that anymore. So when the, when the license goes away, they have to pull it from the store. They pull all the DLC because they only have a negotiate because the music industry is super cutthroat. They will not sign anything in perpetuity, um, which is why we do start seeing some games get their like get a patch 10 years later that have different music or that when they make their remaster, they're going to have different songs in it because they didn't relicense the original ones. Um, and uh, and Rob Roberts says, uh, uh, as Jared Matt asks, is Harmonix working on anything now after this ends? And Rob Roberts says they were acquired by Epic, uh, and uh, they are now everything they do now is relating to Fortnite. So they're now making experiences in Fortnite, uh, in like the creative mode stuff. Um, and uh, he says, to be fair, the concerts in Fortnite have been some of the most interesting stuff. So now Harmonix is essentially doing the Fortnite events. That happened in Fortnite. It's like the Ariana Grande concert, which happened in the Star Wars trailer reveal, uh, where J.J. Abrams was in there. You know, the metaverse. And I'm using my quotey fingers. The metaverse. Uh, that's what Harmonix is going to be doing. Is because they really excel in doing some of those things that evoke a live event. Uh, either being on stage in a rock band or or a DJ on stage at a music festival and an EDM music festival. They excel at that type of stuff. And so that's what they're going to be doing over there. So nobody is in the green room, but we do want to talk about what's coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. It's Orange Challenge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. Uh, and we like to check in with them because I'm not going to be able to talk to them for the next couple of weeks. And uh, and uh, we're going to check in and see what, uh, what they're th- talking about tonight and uh, what they think about some of the stories that have happened this week. Thankfully, it's been kind of a slower news week, so it's been a little bit easier for us to to work all this in. But Sacramento, are you there? I am here, Bobby. How are you? I am I am doing very well. So, uh, yeah, pour one out for Fuser? I guess so, yeah. And I probably didn't help the situation. I never did buy it. I think the only time I played it was on one of those Xbox uh, free weekend type of things. But I kept yep. telling myself I was going to wait for a sale that never came. Um, to be fair, uh, probably the cost of licensing that music probably prohibited this game from ever hitting the $20 bargain bin. But, um, honestly, like Fuser was a really cool sandbox. I think it's hard to sell a sandbox as a $60 game. I'm aware there was a game in it. I think it was just a more interesting sandbox. Yeah. And, and even I have drop mix and Mm -hmm. even drop mix. I I enjoyed more as a sandbox for a little bit than actually trying to play the game of Drop Mix. Yeah. Uh, because there is a game that uses your phone. There's an app on your phone, and there actually is kind of a, an, an, a, a competitive game mm-hmm. of Drop Mix that can be played. And I, I just wanted to play the, in the sandbox, and I did that on that same free weekend on Xbox, and I played in the sandbox a whole lot, and I'm like, all right, I got that out of my system. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, and I know that they did. So they were trying to do some live events, which they still do in Rock Band as well. Like in terms of like community events and you know challenges and stuff like that. Uh, but those didn't really because once again, I didn't care about the game aspect of it as much, and so those events really didn't mean much to me, and they they didn't hook me uh, when I saw those. So, but now they're going to do Fortnite stuff uh, in the in the creative mode in the metaverse. 
And so we'll um, see what they're going to be able to do about that. To be fair, it's some of the more interesting yeah. stuff in Fortnite to me. You know who's really hit the Fortnite stuff hard lately is Alan. So I've really mm-hmm. been kind of watching a lot of Fortnite stuff through him. Um, he enjoys, I, I think no build really made that yeah. game more appealing to a lot of people. Even I'm willing to play it now. We keep saying we're going to do a, a Alan teaching me how to play Fortnite stream. It's just, we haven't gotten around to it yet. Cause like Pokemon and you know, real world stuff. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, like there's, you know, there's Fortnite's kind of interesting, uh, and, and some of the creative stuff, you know, you, you reference Ariana Grande concert, uh, you know, the, the trailer premieres and some of the, the way the real world and pop culture is crossing over is kind of interesting. So, um, you know, I, I'm bummed that there won't be a rock band blitz type of thing on yeah. PlayStation six or whatever you want right. to talk about. But um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, at least, at yeah. least harmonics still exists in some form. Yeah. And I think the harmonics no, or not the harmonics, the Fortnite no build mode. I think that that reinvigorated a lot of people that maybe are, are the older generations because mm-hmm. like, that was the thing. Like I never wanted to get into Fortnite, not just cause I don't like shooters, but it's like you shoot somebody in a 20 story building shows up and I'm yeah. like, that's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. so, but, man, so, cause I know there's a lot of people that don't like the no build mode and I think it's great that we have options. And mm-hmm. then there's also the creative mode. That's the one that I was like, maybe I'll go in on that and, you know, yeah. kind of walk around. And I think that's really the thing about like, and I'm going to use the, the, the term metaverse, right? So we have that mm-hmm. and the metaverse, I think we should look at it more as a concept and not as something that somebody builds. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that meta, which is Facebook, they wanted to kind of just be like, we are the metaverse, which is really, it's a broad term that was started in the 90s by Neil Stevenson and Snow Crash. But um, I think Fortnite really is going to be one of the places where that concept actually gets out there and they actually do some of the things right with it. Um, Because a lot of people, when they think of, or when a lot of venture capitalists think of the metaverse, they think VR. Yeah. And Fortnite's not VR. Yeah. Well, you know, and and Facebook Meta has made the mistake of putting out these quite laughable, you know, mm-hmm. proof of concept um, things that, you know, look like they're almost lagging behind the technology and, and almost have no sense of where current entertainment technology is at. Fortnite, on the other hand, I don't want to necessarily just be like pro epic, but I do want right. to say like one thing that they have in their court is that they kind of went the other way is that they leveraged something that already was an entertainment success. And now they're leveraging that for their metaverse and building it in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what's doing them favors and quite frankly does make the Fortnite metaverse more appealing than what facebook's putting together facebook yeah. hasn't demonstrated anything uh quite frankly where in my opinion and uh Fortnite, you know at least you have a pretty competent game in there that's shown the ability to evolve to meet the demands of the consumers and attract more people and especially the creative stuff you know again the concerts and stuff is you know it started off as like a what huh but now that it's like oh it's it it is it's interesting how they've been able to build it into that world it's it's something i i really can't think of the likes of what we've had in gaming before to be honest yeah and and what Fortnite does right in terms of that and i'm gonna say this and it's gonna really hurt to say this because you know how much i love vr is that you don't need vr for Fortnite's metaverse and to to a lot of people that means it is infinitely more accessible mm-hmm. than anything uh, Meta is going to show you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's be- because, and, and I can see why people want to go down the VR route because everybody looks at, well, you know, like Second Life's not VR and nobody's using it. And PlayStation Home wasn't VR and so nobody used it. So you have to have VR. No, you have to have the compelling content. Right. Yep. 
And ding, ding, ding. Because PlayStation Home on the PlayStation 3 looks better than what Meta showed just last month. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't have the compelling content to keep people in home. Mm-hmm. They need uh, Wii Sports Tennis. Yeah. That's what Meta is going to need. And I don't, I hope you all know, I don't literally mean that's what they exactly need is a, a clone of that. But you might remember the Nintendo Wii was a very silly concept to sell people on until you put that thing in their hand and had them play tennis or bowling or what have you. And then that was transformative. Um, and that system moved more than almost any other console out there in history, you know, at least for its time, for sure. So it is, is absolutely right. A game, a system is only as good as the games that are on it. Yep. And the same thing can be said about all of these VR experiences, metaverse experiences, you know, maybe it's not the literal game, but a system mm-hmm. or a, a metaverse is only as good as the experiences that are on it. Yeah. Now I will say Meta did, is trying. They think they found their Wii Sports Tennis and they mm-hmm. bought the developer. Mm-hmm. And they are including Beat Saber with everybody <laughs> buying MetaQuest 2 because they own it. They bought the Beat Saber devs. Good job coming to the party five years late. Yeah. <laughs> but they're hoping I, that... I, I, the- not a knock on Beat Saber. It's yeah. just... The, the the gas will run out in that tank sooner rather than later. Yeah. And Sharon Matt says, Meta's Metaverse is more trashy road tra- roadside attraction than the Oasis from Ready Player One. Although some trashy roadside attractions are actually fun. Yes. Yeah, but, but Meta, like, they're leaning in on the, you want to get together with people and just talk and, and be mm-hmm. social. And that's not even what that that's not what Ready Player One's Metaverse was originally. Like, the original, if you look in the backstory of the Oasis, like in the in universe. That's not what it originally was. It's not what Neil Stevenson's metaverse was in Snow Crash. It wasn't just being social with people. It was to give people experiences they couldn't get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think Fortnite was doing is you no- normally can't go to an experience to see the Ariana Grande concert in a very virtual trippy environment. You can't mm-hmm. get that experience anywhere else. Where Meta's mm-hmm. like, we want to recreate sitting in a coffee shop with your friends and talking. And I'm like, but I can do that in real life. Yeah. And I think it's important to state the Ariana Grande concert also wasn't really a concert mm-hmm. so much as it was an interactive music video that you were doing the interacting. Yeah. And I think it's important to clarify that. I mean, we keep saying it's a concert because, you know, we know that's what the media is g- generally yeah. calling it. But it really wasn't that. It was interactive, and you were the one interacting with it, and that's what made it not just you sitting there watching something you could see on HBO Max or right. Disney Plus Elton John's last concert, whatever. Yeah. It, it was a different thing. So I think that's important to uh, note with and, that. And that's that's kind of the point, is that you're getting an experience you literally couldn't get anywhere else. Bingo. And Meta is not... Meta's first-party stuff where they're trying to make the metaverse, what they're calling the metaverse is literally not doing that. It is literally right. recreating experiences you've already had. Yep. Just now you've got plastic on your face. Yep. So uh, what else are you going to be talking about tonight? Uh, and, and also tell me what you're going to talk about in the next two weeks, because I'm going to miss <laughs> both of those. 
or you can just talk about, about all tonight. the news all the news we don't know about yet in yes. the next couple of weeks yes. uh, i was gonna say the meta the metaverse that is allowed to come back however is microsoft's game room yes. that <laughs> always has an open invite yes. to come back exactly how it was before maybe That's with some correct. new games okay That's correct. yes tonight though we'll talk about uh nintendo making some smash fans pretty unhappy with this drama going around in the fighting yeah. game scene so we're gonna talk a little bit about that try to make some sense of what's going on there uh we'll also talk about not just the game awards uh we'll talk about um you know some of the giveaways going on with that some things yeah. we know we're not going to see somebody who needs to use the beeper button because they need to beep or get off the pot already uh with their teases <laughs> i'll talk about that a little later tonight uh with that uh for the game awards as well uh and dark soccer is back and uh after being out for a couple weeks and we have the very last classic electronic handheld of the month for the year for the year for really the ever because we'll switch the theme next year so it's the last uh, uh classic electronic handheld tonight and this is for dark soccer being back that's that's what that was for not not that we're having the last handheld of the week. I'm like, oh, that's sad, but I don't, I don't want to cheer that, but I want to cheer Tark Soccer being back. Welcome back, Tark Okay, Sakura. fair enough. Fair um, enough. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Orange Lounge Radio is up next, and the thing about, like, which developer ne- needs to or get off the pot, uh, I, I, I can name several in my head. I don't actually know which one you're talking about, so I'm going to listen to OLR to find out which one you're talking about. The one that's besties with Jeff. Oh, okay. That, yeah. that one. That guy. Yep. Yeah. All right, Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Robin. I'll see you again uh, maybe in three weeks, maybe in four. I don't know, because December 15th, 25th is the day I'll be back. We'll marry all the holidays yes. and see you on the 25th. Yep. All right. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks. All right. Uh, so that is it for me. I will be back on December 25th. That is three Sundays from tonight. Three uh, I'm going to be taking a much needed break. I have not taken a long break like that since this my since my honeymoon in 2018. It has been a while, so um, so uh, I hope that you will still be here uh, when we get back because uh, 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 I'm not done with this yet. I'm just done for 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 right now. Uh, Tiger Law says doing a show on Christmas Day. Yes, I will be here on Christmas night because uh, it's at eight o'clock, eight p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights. Uh, I will be here on Christmas night. I personally do all, like my family, we do all our stuff on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. So Christmas night, yes, I will be here. If you are not here, totally fine. You should spend the time with your family uh, if you want, and uh, you should take care of all that. So I do not expect that many people to be here. But for those of you who are here, we will sit and talk about the news of the video games that came out over the last three weeks. Because I'm going to have a lot to catch up on. So, uh, so yes. And uh, as Jeremy says, we'll be talking about our personal games of the year around that time as well. Yes, we will have things to talk about. But uh, So we will be here. Uh, you can also find me on social media at Bobby Blackwolf on various different social media platforms that are up, that are not up right now. Um, uh, or on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll be checking in throughout the next couple weeks on my Discord. I will not be loading my work Slack, though. So if I work with you, no, I'm not opening Slack, but I will totally open Discord because because we're we're friends. This is not work. Work, I'm not going to answer their Slacks for the next, for that week and a half. And that's a good lesson for you too. If you do work in an office job and you go on vacation, don't log into Slack or whatever you're using for work to talk with Microsoft Teams or whatever. No, don't mute those notifications. You know, get rid of the app off your phone. Uh, but Discord is for fun, and so. 
Uh, Discord is for fun, so you will still hear from me on the Discord. Uh, I'll chime in every once in a while. Uh, and and maybe I'll even, like, maybe if you're a subscriber to our Twitch channel, you get access to a secret room. Maybe you'll find out what I'm actually doing. Uh, I'm not going to post too much publicly, but if you're a subscriber, maybe I can throw you a little bit, a bit of a bone. So, yeah, so if you subscribe to the channel here on Twitch, uh, not only do you get all our vo- uh, video-on-demand archives so you can actually see these podcasts right after they happen if it takes a while for the audio to get up on the feed, but you can also, there is a text chat channel called Subscriber Chat on the VOG Network Discord, and you can see some exclusive things over there. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. Uh, but we would not be able to make this work without the people who go above and beyond with uh, their support financially. Uh, it really does help us pay the bills. Uh, we pretty much broke even this year, thanks to your support in terms of a company. We do actually have a business that basically kind of holds all of our uh, all the assets for Vogue, and it's like, you know, liability and all that stuff. Uh, so it pays for, like, the hosting and the and and some of the some of the software that we use to to do the show and uh, things like that. And your Twitch subs, basically, we broke even in 2022. Uh, we we know this because we already know how much we're going to be getting from Twitch in December, uh, and we essentially broke even. Most of that was spent with taxes, like sp- paying for like the legal fees to have an LLC uh, for the registrations, the business registrations in various places. So, so uh, yeah, so. Thank you so much for your support. Rob Roberts resubscribed, uh, said it actually did earlier, but this is the only way you can make a highlight of it. And so, uh, yes, so thank you so much for your resubscription. Every little bit helps on that. Uh, and thank you so much. And we're looking forward to an amazing 2023 uh, with that. But I will be back in three weeks, which will still be 2022, to continue doing this. I'm going to play the music and get out of here. Thank you so much. Uh, take care of yourself for the next couple weeks. I will take care of myself. And I will see you on the 25th. Good night. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.